good to go. With more of the Matt Wyatt Show. Coming to you direct and live. All right. Back with you rolling along. Here goes our number two of the show on this Wednesday. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. What do you want to get into? You got uh, a game, well, one of two games involving two of the remaining four teams in the College World Series. One of those two games is about to start. If you're listening live here in the middle of the day, it's about to start. Uh, out in Omaha, Florida versus TCU. Florida's unblemished in a double elimination format, 2-0. TCU's 2-1, so Florida's got to win one game to get the finals. TCU's got to win two uh, to get there. And so it's about, if it hasn't been interesting enough for you already, it's about to really get interesting. And of course, LSU tonight uh, against uh, the number one seed, Wake Forest, who they lost 2-3-2 the other night. So, uh, it's going to be a fun day of baseball and fun night. I'm here staying connected with you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire, customer inspired. Check them out, cspire.com. Got a text here on the country pleasing text line. Country pleasing sausage. It's the best. A text from an unnamed texter says, Today would be three days of rest for Skeens. He pitched on Saturday, 120 pitches. He won't throw today, and so yeah, you know that. I guess we categorize that under uh, do the math, right? And what I was doing earlier was counting it up in 24-hour periods, basically. And you know, you had a night game on Saturday night, and it's over. And then you go, you start counting 24 hours. Saturday to Sunday is one. Sunday to Monday is two. Monday to Tuesday is three, and then Tuesday in here to Wednesday is four. Now, that's four basically 24-hour periods, give or take a few hours, if the game tonight were to start a few hours earlier than the one did back on Saturday. But to your point, that's probably not a baseball calendar. I read your text, and I was like, yeah, okay, that makes more sense. Baseball calendar for coaches is going to be this. You, you did the whole game day, you know, warm-up bullpen, get loose, pitch a, a game, a complete game on Saturday. That one doesn't count, right? So then you get Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, three full days of rest for skins. And so today, even though it's a night game, if he were to throw tonight, would not count as a day of rest because you'd be pitching tonight. So my texture is looking at it through baseball goggles, and he's right. He's got three days because he pitched on Saturday. So he's rested for three full days. So they're not going to turn around and pitch him tonight. But <clears throat> I guess, I mean, I don't know. Has there been an announcement yet of definitely who will or won't? It's three days. I mean, they're just not going to do that, are they? A guy like that who's a top overall type of pick, depending on who's got that first pick, who's you know, struck out 12 and threw 120-something pitches on Saturday. They just, Even though it would benefit them if you were going to use him three times to the championship, it would benefit them to throw him tonight on three days rest because 
If you win tonight, you force the deciding game. You get it down to one game. And then if you won then, then you get to the championship. He's got one more day under his belt before you throw him again there at some point. But do you, after 120 pitches, do you throw a guy on three days rest? Probably not. Probably not. Good point. What do y'all think? <laughs> text me on the country, please, and text sign. 885-3776. That's the number. 601-885-3776. Another easy way to remember the text line is uh, 885-ESPN. That's another way to remember it. Um, Squares texted the show. We were talking about um, Dakota Jordan. He put his name in the transfer portal yesterday. Today he pulls it out. It's going to stay in Starkville. Whatever those details are, we speculate on them. And Squares sort of nails down the whole point here and says, who cares what happened? He's coming back. Good point. <laughs> Good point. <clears throat> now, I want to... I want to... Um, well, I thought I would. I want to look at a couple of things that are out here. Okay. And this goes back to, well, I don't even know if you'd file this under educational for us because some of this is, is you know, we realize, you realize it, I realize it, you know, the, the days of good old-fashioned hard work, play for the team, glad to get a scholarship and get my education, college sports. They seem to be, you know, in the rearview mirror. And certainly, most people going and having a four- or five-year career at one school. And those days are way long gone behind us, right? Very rare. Very rare. Even in sports like football, where, you know, the, the pro draft, the NFL draft is... You know, it was only taking guys four years removed from high school or beyond and mostly taking older players, even in that sport. It's just, it's behind us for the most part, seeing a whole bunch of four and fifth year seniors. Okay. And uh, we had a text earlier that was like, you know, whatever happened to playing for love of the game. And I'm asking the question of the old model that's getting on out of here. What are the redeeming qualities of it? You know, we have all those questions. We don't know for sure what model the leaders in college sports are going to drive this towards and go to uh, long term. We don't know. But it, but it will be something different. So I just thought we, we will, for, for almost as an exercise, for you, for me, as a follower of college sports, as a lover of college football, which I've always been, um, as this thing continues to trend towards the Power Five changing forever, not going away, not even necessarily being worse. I'm just saying as it continues to trend towards what you've always known as college football just going away. 
And it's trending towards major, major conflict. We're going to have some sort of cataclysmic event. You've got lawsuits popping up out there. You know, class action stuff representing, you know, groups of players and former players who want to get in on it. For, you know, we had the name, image, and likeness stuff. We got one in California that says, we're employees. We want the revenue. And we want a union. And if they pass all this stuff, which a lot of people think it will, yeah, the, the ability for schools and universities to continue to do business as, quote-unquote, members of the NCAA in college football is just over. It'll be over. It'll be completely over. So then it'll be moving on to whatever the next model is, and we don't know what that is. Okay? What we all can agree on is it's changing. What we all can agree on is we don't know what it's going to look like in five to ten years. We don't know. Okay. With that said, I want to continue as things pop up that will help us put puzzle pieces in place. You know, a story here, a headline there, a quote here. When I bring them to the store, when I bring them to this show, it's not because I enjoy doing it. I don't actually enjoy talking about and, and looking at a lot of this stuff and not being able to have a final answer, number one. But I think it's responsible. For me, it's responsible for you as a fan. If you're a State fan, an Ole Miss fan, it affects you. If you're a Southern Miss fan, it affects you. <laughs> What's it going to look like in the future? And each day that new things pop up that I think actually hold water or carry some weight, and I bring them here, it's like me and you together, we continually, over the, period, over the course of time, place another puzzle piece here. Okay, and then this one goes there. And we're going to look up and have over the long haul, a better idea where all this came from, where all the pieces fit, and what it looks like. Daniel and Madison text the show, and he says it's trending towards a power four. It is, you know, power conferences. And it has been for a while, right? It's a big reason why USC and UCLA did what they did and why Texas and Oklahoma did what they did. A big reason. If it weren't trending towards a power four, they wouldn't have done that and sped it up. But it is, and so they did. Good point. All right, here, here's some nuggets. All right, first up today. <laughs> Listen to this. Uh, Carolina Rise is a name, image, and likeness collective for South Carolina, for the Gamecocks. Okay, so you got like the what do they call it? The Grove thing at Ole Miss. You got the Bulldog Initiative at State. This is South Carolina's. Carolina Rise is a name image likeness collective that provides promotional opportunities to South Carolina Gamecock student athletes. That's what it says on Twitter. So, what happened yesterday with Carolina baseball? South Carolina baseball. Their pitching coach got hired away to Mississippi State. Who needs what? Pitchers. And today, Carolina Rise put out on Twitter this. Help Gamecock Baseball. Now, they tagged the official South Carolina baseball team Twitter account. Help Gamecock Baseball attack the portal and more with our new Diamond Fund membership. 
Details here. Click. <laughs> and if you click it, you can read all about it. Carolina Rise is offering a direct-to-baseball membership option with cool benefits. And it says, as we help the Gamecocks attack the transfer portal this offseason. Folks, if you think it's still recruiting, quote-unquote, you're a little behind. You're, you're a month or six months or a year behind. It's not recruiting anymore for anybody. It's hiring and firing. You hear me? Listen. The only recruitment that's involved is to the point that we either hire this player or we fire this player. And that right there might sound like blasphemy to some of my friends who I think the world of that are in the world of college athletics, whether it be administration or coaching. All I'm doing, and it, and it kind of hurts a little bit to say it, but all I'm doing is pointing out the truth here. That's all I'm doing. It's just not recruiting. It's not recruiting in the sense that you've always thought of recruiting, and that is here's a prospect out there who's got options for where he wants to attend college. It's not that. And, hey, these schools are going to meet with you and extol the virtues of coming to school here all we offer in terms of education all we offer in terms of athletics we're going to get you you know trained up and and then you choose us we're going to recruit you and we need you to choose us that ain't it anymore it's it's a hiring process here's one more little teeny tiny puzzle piece just put it up there on the board with the rest of the puzzle pieces make it fit it fits perfectly south carolina has a collective they are tagging the official South Carolina University of South Carolina baseball team. Help the team attack the transfer portal with the new diamond fund. You come to this collective. You sign up for this. Your money goes directly to baseball. You get cool benefits as well as help the Gamecocks attack the transfer portal this offseason. In other words, to be able to buy and afford the players the best players we can for our roster. This is where we are. Okay, there's one puzzle piece. How do you feel about that? Official collective, give to this. It goes straight to baseball. Help us attack the portal. Now, my question is long-term, how, how many of those things are we going to see if, if Title IX litigation starts popping up? Hey, you're going to attack the portal in baseball. You better attack it, too, in softball. Equally. I'm just, it's coming. It's going to be a mess, but it's coming. Okay, so there's one. There's one. South Carolina is attacking. Attacking. The transfer portal this offseason with the help of your donations. We're putting it on Twitter. Let me give you another one. Headline, the big story, what happens in Texas will reshape the name, image, and likeness arms race. Now, folks, I want you to think for yourself. I want you to think about the definition of words, what words mean. There are people in this country who would like for you to believe that words don't have 
definitions, but it's not true. They are a small percentage of yahoos. Words have definitions, and they mean things as a part of our language that we speak. Now listen, what is name, image, and likeness? N-I-L, what is it? Right, marketing. Remember what the Texas guy called? What don't you understand about marketing? Remember that last week? It's marketing, right? <laughs> yeah, allegedly. Big headline, we are calling it the NIL, quote, arms race. Which is it? It's one or the other. It's time to start, it's time to stop calling it name, image, and likeness when we are matter-of-factly and realistically recognizing that it's an arms race. It can't be one or the other. To say that it's both makes no sense. That don't make no sense. It doesn't. Let me give you a quote. First, I'll tell you this. State law in Texas lets schools in Texas bridge the gap between the collectives and the fundraising arm of the university. Do you hear what I'm saying? Like, if you're Mississippi State, it's the, it's the what? It's the Bulldog Club. A new law in Texas is allowing them to connect them. See, this all started under the NCAA umbrella of as long... We, we can make it work with these state laws as long as it's a third-party collective not connected to the university. And then people started going, well, if it ain't connected to the university, then the coaches ought to be able to give their money. Well, look at here. All of a sudden, we're connecting it to universities. Isn't that, isn't that magical? Stakeholders across campuses nationwide are closely monitoring developments at Texas, Texas A&M, and Texas Tech, which could provide other schools with a name, image, and likeness template where their state laws allow. First quote. In the article, Walker Jones, director of the Ole Miss-focused Grove Collective. First quote, it's an arms race out there. That don't make no sense. Is it? Which is it? His quote says, it's a natural evolution to have a tighter bond between the fundraising arms and these collectives. It is an arms race. That's reality. It isn't name, image, and likeness, and it never was. And lastly, let me give you a headline from Shannon Terry. He was the founder of 24-7 Sports that they sold it off. He is the founder of On3 Sports, founder and CEO of On3. In terms of all the college websites that you know cover recruiting and have all that kind of stuff out there, on three is the most involved in covering the, the financial stuff, conference stuff, and name image and likeness stuff. And Shannon Terry, today, the CEO and founder of On Three, tweeted the following. Listen closely. If you didn't hear any of this other stuff and I put you to sleep, wake up! You've got to hear this. Shannon Terry, the founder and CEO of On3, tweeted earlier today. Sources indicate that optimism for a federal name, image, and likeness bill 
in Washington continues to wane. He's saying optimism is waning daily among the NCAA higher-ups. Without federal action, which he's saying you're not going to get it, he says losing Power 5 football is a foregone conclusion for the NCAA, just a matter of time. He says, I look for the NCAA to privately start focusing and exhausting resources to try to keep the NCAA men's and women's basketball tournament. What does that mean, Matt? Well, this is someone who's talking to coaches, administrators all across the country and people that are talking to those people all across the country. As of the last couple of days, every minute that goes by, the NCAA higher-ups, so that be Charlie Baker as well as you know, ADs and presidents, they are losing their optimism towards the federal government giving them a, a big, broad name and likeness bill. And without it, he says, the NCAA is going to lose Power 5 football from under their umbrella altogether. He said, it's a foregone conclusion. That's his words, not mine. He said, it's just a matter of time. So, put that puzzle piece on the board with the rest of them. And just like somebody texted me a little bit ago, Daniel and Madison said, it's trending towards a power four. Well, guess what? It's trending there faster than you and I realize. But when it gets there, how will they structure it? How will the power four conferences structure it? Employees... Contracts, scholarships, how are they going to do it? Stick around. It's go time. Let's go. With a Matt Lyons show. Ready to talk sports the Mississippi way with you. So get in on the conversation and tell him what you think. All right, back with you. Rolling along here in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Top of the first inning, Florida got a two-run home run to left from uh, Rivera. It was two-zip. Bottom of the first, TCU struck. They got uh, they had a runner on second base, got a line drive in the right center. Uh, an RBI single made it two-to-one. And uh, TCU is, they're still working on it. They got two outs, but they've got an, the tying run in scoring position. It's just bottom of the first, but they got the tying run in scoring position out there at second base. And um, base hit will score him here with two outs. Of course, Florida trying to get out of it and get it out and preserve the leads. Two to one right now in the bottom of the first. Fireworks get into everybody's pitching, and maybe we see more runs scored. Maybe. Maybe just maybe. Lots of text to get to also on the subject. Uh, great questions. Let's see what we let's see what we have here. G in Florence. What's up? What's up, G? Hadn't seen or heard from you in a while. On the country pleasing text line. Also from Country Meat Packers in Florence, Mississippi. A man from Florence texting me on a text line brought to you by Country Meat Packers in Florence, Mississippi. G in Florence says, Hey, Matt. I hope you're doing well. What do you think is the best 
Week 1 college football game. And then what is your thoughts on Ole Miss versus Tulane in Superdome in Week 2? God bless you. Signed, Romans 10, verse 9. Here is Romans 10, verse 9 in the King James Bible. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Best week one college football game? Well, and it would have to be, it would have to be, it would have to involve a, an SEC team, wouldn't it? For us to, <laughs> is that biased? I mean, I am the same guy who said, hey, I don't get this whole, like, pulling for the whole conference deal. <laughs> I admit I'm the same one who said that. Hmm. LSU Florida State week one. That's a doozy. That is a doozy right there now. South Carolina and North Carolina both playing each other in, in Charlotte in week one. That's a doozy. But I don't I mean I don't know if that's the best across the country. Week two, you have to wait for Texas at Alabama and Tuscaloosa. I mean, that's gonna be your best week two game, I think, hands down. And you know, you're you're asking me about you're asking me about Ole Miss and Tulane. I think it's I mean, it says at Tulane on the schedule. It does not denote it being a neutral site Superdome deal. And I know Tulane used to play their home games in a Superdome, but they don't anymore. Gee, they actually have an on-campus stadium now. So I think that's where they're going to play it. So week two, it's definitely Texas-Alabama. Week one, uh, I probably would have to go with LSU and Florida State. They're actually going to play that on Sunday of the opening weekend. And that's just you know taking a peek at the SEC deal. Man, TCU is one swing of the bat from taking the lead. It's gotten serious all of a sudden. They have loaded the bases with two outs, down 2-1 to one in the bottom of the first inning. Like we said, Florida's in the catbird seat. They have not lost yet. If TCU wants to make it to the finals, they're going to have to beat Florida twice. Long road ahead of them. But a swing of the bat right here and send one in the gap would sure go a long ways towards that. You get one to the wall because it's two outs. They're going to run on contact and get a little bit of a head start. So you probably you get one, you know, into the gap. You score three runs right here. They are one strike away from getting out of it. Florida's got a lefty on the mound. I don't know his name, but he's he's throwing ninety-four mile an hour fastballs. I mean, everybody does now, don't they? Everybody in college baseball is running guy after guy after guy after guy out there. Righties, lefties, you know, over the top, three-quarter, drop down. They're all throwing 94 at least. <laughs> Righties, left. How does anybody ever hit a baseball? I don't know. Update forthcoming. G, thanks for your text, man. Good to hear from you, as always. Struck him out. He struck him out swinging to leave the bases loaded. So it'll remain 2-1 to one Florida going into the top of the second inning. Daniel in Madison, Texas show. He's the one that told us it's trending towards a power four. And Jason in Flagstaff, 
Arizona says that the Power 4 thing scares him to death. He says, it should any fan of Mississippi schools. He says, if the parameters of it are anything about annual athletic budgets, which generally go hand-in-hand with national recognition, the Mississippi schools may not be able to hang their hats on being original SEC members anymore. He said, cold hard truth is that dozens of traditional schools will be left out and they won't all be from the Pac-12. That's from Jason in Flagstaff, Arizona. Kylie. Oh, we want some tickets. That's for somebody else. We'll pass that along. Smoky Texas Show says, Matt, uh, do you think there's any connection between Dakota Jordan getting in the transfer portal and Tennessee getting knocked out of the World Series? <laughs> Smokey, I don't think so because, one, he, he the reporting on him getting into the transfer portal yesterday came long before Tennessee's game even started last night. And, two, then it was reported today that Dakota Jordan is now pulling his name out of the portal and he is staying at Mississippi State, and so that's the latest reporting that we have on it. <laughs> Interesting thought here. Mr. King texts the show. We're talking about, look, putting the puzzle pieces together slowly but surely. We're not trying to just beat a dead horse on this, but we're, we're all here in a lot of you know respects in that we share the, this common affection for college football. It's obviously the reason I'm standing here talking is because I played it. Right, and there's a connection there, and I broadcast it, and so on and so forth. Well, we keep putting it on the board. Pretty soon, we're going to have a, a better picture in front of us of this puzzle because it is very, very much changing. It's just not the same college football that we've been associating with. And Mr. King texts the show and says, "Yo, Matt, when does the Saudi money?" Come to the SEC like golf, <laughs> Saudi Arabia. Well, here's the thing about that. Now, it, what I'm about to say, Mr. King, it, it's always easy for people who don't have money. Okay, I got my hand up. <laughs> it's always people for people like us who don't have money to say things like I'm about to say. All right. When you make decisions solely based on the financial, whether it be a decision that only affects you personally or you make a decision as a part of a group that affects a lot of people. But when you make decisions solely based on the financial aspect, and the financial benefit, then it's a total crapshoot. Because you just have to, if you want to avoid major trouble, you have to consider more things than just the bottom line on the dollars and cents. And now, you know, like when people... A lot of times we'll have these discussions and we'll talk about sports or even leagues or like the SEC or a school and decisions they make and all this kind of stuff. And people look at it from a business perspective and go, well, if you're running a business, the bottom line is the most important. Well, yeah, but no. 
mean, the goal is the bottom line. But there are different approaches to how you get at that bottom line. Does that make sense? And I guess what I'm saying is, this holds true. What I'm about to say holds true. And a lot of times what happens, the more money that gets dangled out in front of a person's nose, the more blinded they are to this fact. Sometimes. It just looks too good. <laughs> that if you make decisions for yourself or your family or your you know committee you're on or your whatever you're you make decisions solely based on what's gonna get us the most money and you put that factor that money factor ahead of people morals ideals purpose and integrity now don't roll your eyes those are all real things if you put that monetary factor in front of all those others and and you don't even consider those others and it's all about money well guess what you've got trouble coming every single time people are more important than money purpose integrity right and wrong the greater good more important than money if you make more if you make money more important than all those things you've got trouble coming i don't care who you are or where you are whether you believe me or not you can write it and chisel it in stone stick around do you crave your sports? It's often difficult to satisfy that special hunger. Not here, because you've got Man Wyatt. Oh, I am starving. Don't worry, he's got a menu full. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. I mean, this cat for Florida, Caglianone or whatever he is, I think it's Caglianone or is it Caglianone? Anyway, the kid who's hit 30-something home runs this year leads the entire country. Yeah, he's pitching. Lefty, 94, 95. <laughs> now, he did give up a run in the bottom of the first, but all three outs were strikeouts. Uh, you talk about an athlete and a ball player. Whew. Hey, and uh, TCU got out of a jam in the top of the second. You know, Florida's leading 2-1. to one. Top of the second, they had runners on first and second with, with – uh, Two outs, but TCU was able to get a ground ball and get out of it. So TCU gave up a couple of hits in the top of the second. It did not give up any runs and are out here bottom two trying to tie the ball game uh, right now as we speak. David in Brandon. He said, hey, Matt, let me start by saying I'm not a Bama fan, but David says, recently Saban was massacred for saying that they should have been in the playoffs when he was told that they would have been favored against three of the four teams that got in. Here is that quote, by the way, uh, that David is referencing. Um, apparently it was in an interview with Joel Klatt at Fox. Saban's quote all we do is take the teams that win the most games at the end of the year 
and put them into the playoffs. But do you really get the best teams? He said, when they told me we would been we would be favored against three out of the four teams that got in the playoff, I'm like, well, why aren't we in the playoffs? <sighs> Let me go back to David's text. He said he was masked for saying that. He says, how could he possibly be wrong for saying that? He says, I don't get it. Maybe we should let Vegas pick who gets in your thoughts, David and Brandon. Well, David, you know, I would not be in someone who would support that Las Vegas, who is putting lines on games strictly for the purpose of what? Making money off of them. Now, they have all this inside info and talk about, and, and they favor teams. There's a reason they make money, right? Is they set lines that make money. They're really smart with it, obviously. Obviously. Okay, yeah. But those are betting lines. That's, I mean, I'm just telling you. And, and to me, you look at, the again, the direction that all of this stuff is going. You got the NCAA president talking about embracing the gambling thing. You got Nick Saban referencing the gambling lines as the deciding factor of why they should have been in the playoffs ahead of teams who won more games. You go, well, why wasn't Bama in the playoffs? I'll tell you why you weren't. Because you lost to LSU and Tennessee. Here's a question. David, was Alabama favored against LSU and Tennessee? I believe they were. And they lost them. Yet, and again, I don't I'm not saying that he was on the stump. In his defense, Nick Saban, he's a person just like us. He's doing an interview. Sometimes you just get to talking. Okay, I'm not trying to hold his feet to the fire. I'm just not gonna do that. But he said it. You brought it up. So we're we're sitting here saying that the idea is that they should have been in the playoff. Because they would have been favored, yet they lost two games they were favored in. See, my thing is, I wouldn't go with what you're saying, letting Vegas pick who gets in based on who would be favored in games because they have favored teams who lost. It's not about, it, it's about they're setting gambling lines. That's what they're doing. They're setting the lines to make money. And if you do that, and they're setting the lines. And they're basing it on all this stuff. You talk about devaluing the regular season. I mean, really and truly. You know, we, you're going to a 12-team playoff. You've even discussed the idea of playing more conference games. Why on earth would you do that? Oh, well, TV. Well, you think they're not going to show your game? I, to me, again, you want to have a playoff, have a playoff. Okay? But even in, I mean, just think about what we're discussing here, David. Even in pro sports, <laughs> there's still some modicum of the regular season drives who gets into the postseason. You have a regular season. 
for the purpose of deciding who gets into the postseason. I mean, we're sitting here talking about in college football, we're going to have a regular season. We're just going to let Vegas pick who gets into the playoff. You see what I'm saying? Now, I know right now it's a committee. <laughs> and I get it. It ain't that far off, okay? <laughs> I understand that. Right? It's not like, hey, if you win your conference championship, you get into the playoff. <gasps> oh, shock, horror. We discussed that, and everybody shouted it down. Well, guess what? That's what they do in every other sport, period. Basketball, you qualify. NFL, you qualify. Division two, II, Division three. I sound like a Mike Leach rant. All the rest of them, you have the regular season for the purpose of qualifying for the postseason. It all is a connect. And I realize that college football is the outlier, and right now it's a committee of people. And you're going, well, it's like Vegas. Let Vegas pick it. <laughs> what? Why would you even do that? Why would you even discuss devaluing the regular season beyond what it already is. That don't make any sense. And for the coach, look, he's talking about his team. I didn't hear the interview. He may just be sort of vamping along, talking to Joel Klatt. That's cool. That's fine. But Saban's not thinking right there. He's not really thinking. Oh, we would have been favored out of three out of four, so they should have put us in. Really? You favored against Tennessee. You favored against LSU. Lost. You lose the games, you don't get in. You win your games, just might get in. At least we got that going on. I mean, you want to make the postseason even more of a laughing stock than it already is in college football? Let Vegas pick it. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's amazing to me where we can get sometimes. All right, somebody texts the show and says, Saban's not wrong, but he's also not right. He says, come on, two losses and you're out in a four-teamer. He said, if not, we'd just play a game, one game a year between Georgia and Bama, and no one would care. <laughs> That's about right. Now, David and Brandon said, so Bama should drop out of the SEC and play 12 cupcakes, according to your logic. No, not at all. That's not – because then, then what? You got this committee who was – what is one of the factors? It's strength of schedule. And it's an obvious factor, and it should be. You would agree that strength of schedule is a factor in evaluating the teams for the committee. So would I. <laughs> so that's not my logic at all. But what I did say is – you're playing eight conference games in the SEC. You're playing eight conference games in the SEC. We discussed playing nine, which would obviously jack up the strength of schedule even more. But the league has gone, we don't need to. Now, I do wonder, David, would they have added the ninth game if you were staying at a four-team playoff? Does that make sense? If you were staying at a four-team playoff with USC and UCLA having gone to the Big Ten, makes me wonder if the SEC would have gone, yeah, we, we, let's do it. Let's make darn certain that we have three to four to five teams with tougher strength of schedule than anybody in the Big Ten. 
And we can do that by adding a conference game. But since you're going to a 12-team playoff, it is not necessary. And on you know you've already and TV is going, yeah. Well, these other leagues have nine conference games. You've only got eight. We're doing this big TV package, and the SEC goes, yeah, but we mandate you play one Power Five non-conference. You're going to like those matchups, aka this year Texas and Alabama. Even though next year it'll be a conference game. And oh, by the way, ESPN, we've totally revamped our schedule rotation. We're doing away with divisions. Everybody's going to rotate and play each other more often. We, you'll even get bigger TV ratings when we unveil the schedule because year to year we're going to have a different rotation. And the ESPN goes, love it. Love it. Makes total sense. And the SEC is a winner because you got a 12-team playoff. You're still going to get half, half the playoff field is going to be SEC teams anyway. So, yeah. No, what I'm saying is you, you, it, it's almost like a video game mindset to even insinuate we're just going to let Las Vegas pick the playoff teams based on who would be favored. I mean, like, what? I mean, come on now. Are we playing a regular season or not? All right, I, but I digress. <laughs> Love y'all. Thanks for the text and the calls. For Beaver, I'm Matt. All of us here on the show, we're going to line up, put the ball down, do it again tomorrow, same time, same place. See you then. See you.